0: Shelby and I'm Erica, and welcome to the All Things Melanin podcast. We are certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica, hey, what's hey. cool. happening? What's popping? How you feeling? I feel so excited. Do you know why? Because we are going to. It's <laughs> insane. <inspired. laughs> I'm in, so excited. In New Orleans, like, this will be our fourth year going. It's actually the 25th anniversary for Essence. Listen, let me tell you, in the words of City Girls, <laughs> act up, you can get smacked up. up. <laughs> First of all, I'm acting all the way up. All the way up. And Listen, she means it. Let me tell you, I feel like that is the one time that I am so happy to be single because <laughs> I really, we really be out here living our lives, the Essence. I just love New Orleans, I love the city. I love the vibe it gives. I love yeah. the food. I love the culture. I love the music. I love just being in in New Orleans with all the beautiful black women yes. that are there, just enjoying living a best life. Girls trips, like listen, we are like the definition of girls trip because we really no, be wilding re- out it, like we that. We are the real life girls trip. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to see my celebrity husband while I'm down there, and if you know, you know, and if you don't, you don't. So that's why we're the real life girls trip because Jada. Uh, we don't coaching. need to tell we don't need to be telling all our business. <laughs> Y'all disregard that. Eric is talking too much. Um we will not be disclosing what she was gonna say. no um, uh, for real we not. But um mind your business. <laughs> no, but we really do be having a good time. And we're going to the concert. So it'll be Missy Elliott this year. I'm so it'll excited be, to see her. I've never seen her live. It, it'll be Timberland for real. Like it'll just be everybody yeah. I've never seen. And know. the Ted Riley experience. He was there last year, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, he wrote everybody's song. First of all, between him and Babyface, they they, they wrote everything. Yeah, and Keith Sweat, them three people, they wrote all the songs. Keith Sweat, is the, okay. Yes, he is. People don't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. But, like, it's really, really good. It's, like, a time to, like, wind down your hair. Like, first of all, all women show up gorgeous and looking like snacks. Um, I always find out sometimes, like, when we go to the Vendor Expos, like, there are some influences that I follow. Yeah. Like, um... Lipstick and Curls, Jay Kendall, I met her last year. She was so nice. Jackie, I'm, I love her YouTube channel. We got a chance. to. I dragged everybody to see her. Um, And then, like, we get to see, like, a lot of, like, black-owned vendors and different things like that. Like, I came across this brand called Minted. That's a black-owned brand for women of color. Like, it's just dope. And, but you know what's the funniest thing to me? What? People always talk about how young girls are fat. How'd I be ready to risk it? Lies, oh, lies. Let me tell lies. you, it's some old biddies. It's some old aunties and grannies with the ass out, the titties <laughs> out, their thighs out. Listen, first of all, you running toward Denzel, he don't want you, or Moore's chest on, he don't want you. You talking about me, ma'am? Can Can you me re- talk about how Babyface ran across the stage or down in, this, in the audience with his shirt unbuttoned okay. and they were chasing him throughout the. The thing. Or when we saw a new edition and they all unbuttoned their shirts and took them off. Sir, leave that on. I was like, come on. If you don't now. just sing Candy Girl with your shirt on, <laughs> nobody wants that. <laughs> them old biddies do. No, but it's no, and it's so crazy how me and Erica started going to said, So we have been working, so when we worked together, we we're on the same team. We used to sit by each other at work, and um, we became friends because I like to talk. And Erica <laughs> really had no choice but to be my <laughs> friend because I kept talking to her. And so, I think at this point, we had never been on a trip together, right? No. I think we had been friends for, like, what, six months? Girl, I don't know. Okay, Erica. (laughs) She She be no specific. I would see in our relationship, Erica (laughs) is the nigga. (laughs) She don't remember shit. And I'm offended. <laughs> She's like, yeah, so we first met, <laughs> And it was sunny outside and it was a little cold in the morning. Girl, what? I just gave y'all a key. Like, my dude has to remember everything because I'm gonna be mad. You finna be mad. <laughs> <laughs> He's not doing that. He's not. <laughs> well, I'm enough for the most of us, so it's fine. But I'm mad that you I'm really mad that you don't remember. <laughs> She's such a dude. She's such a nigga. I really so am. I don't know. <laughs> So when did you and your husband get married? I don't know. <laughs> me. They got married on yeah. <laughs> September 23rd. It was sunny. <laughs> no, I really do remember details like that. Anyway, <sighs> so me and Erica met, and she don't really remember how long we had been friends, but we had been friends for a while. And so I feel like it went like this, but it may not have. My memory is fuzzy, and I know yours is blacked. so I'm not going to ask you. <laughs> and I looked at her, and I said, hey. So, me and Erica had been talking about Essence Fest, and we had became real cool. I think we had, like, did, like, a few meetups or stuff, like, together at this point. And I was like, we were talking about Essence Fest, and I was like, I've never been to Essence Fest. I have been trying to get some friends to go, and they didn't want to go. And I was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Erica was like, well, I've never, no, you said you had been, but you wanted to go just to enjoy it. Yeah. And so, she invited her friend, I, she invited her best friend, I invited my best, my best friend, And we've been going to Essence Fest ever since. So this will be our fourth year. So we've been friends for like four years. Yeah, this is going to be... We have to turn up on another level. We always turn up and we always finesse our way into different situations. That's none of you business, but... It's um, really not. But listen. We always have a really good time. And I'm just really excited. It's coming up. That's the one time that you can judge me and I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, that's the one time, like... I have never been promiscuous, but that is the one time (laughs) that you can judge me. I don't care. I'm acting up. Don't watch my snack. I'm going looking like a snack, a meal, and an appetizer. And I'm letting you know. I really think that ever since Girl's Trip came out, it got even more packed. Like, the the following, that same year it came out, I was like, People was everywhere. Take your asses home. Yeah, I'm like, why is everybody here? I mean, it's real packed, but it's fun because the festival is Besides the concert, it's free. So you can go in there and see the keynote speakers and music and food and just vendors everywhere, beauty expos, Like, it's just really awesome. I'm really excited. Like, we're going to have an amazing time. We always have an amazing time. And I just feel like it's, like, a time for us to do it for the nine nines and the two thousand. Yes, and it's during 4th of July. It's about to be real hot. First me. of all, <laughs> as much as we pay for this room, I'm getting on the plane drunk. <laughs> I'm going Not for real. To. I can't remember nothing. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to pull a Brene. Listen. <laughs> but without Hennessy. I'm going to stick to what I know yes but we're gonna have an amazing time our hotel is really nice um i'm taking all the amenities i'm taking pictures on the rooftop um i'm speaking to every staff member i'm taking pens notepads i might go to every the, little workout room pool <laughs> whatever they just got taking a picture the, print something off in the computer lab because like no they tax everything yes. a, there's a city tax yes. there's a festival tax that's yes. swear, there's a breathing tax yes there's No, but for real, there's a a city tax, there's a festival tax, there's a hotel tax. Don't park, there's a parking tax. There are like six or seven taxes that they put on your bill per day. Yes. And it's people everywhere. And then the guys come because the women are there. Yeah, they're smart. I'm telling y'all, like, it's so lit that we have signals that, like, if somebody approaches us, but I will say they always forget, so. Yeah, we do. They always forget. When I be trying to get their attention, they don't pay attention. But when I don't want their attention, hey, they you, be like... you might want it. We don't know. Sorry, <laughs> ma'am, whatever you want. <laughs> oh, and don't let us try to go to the bathroom holding hand-to-hand. Remember the one time it was me, you, and Brene at the club? Yeah, he was cute. And we were walking hand in hand and then you just got... He just stopped and started talking to you, and then me and Brene still hold hands together. Like, we just in there. I was like, wait, why are we sitting They get hand? so aggressive. Yes, they do. Like, sir. We need, to practice, too much. we need to practice them signals. I don't know why I so say you can forget them. No, I feel like we need to have signals this time. About to be the twenty fifth year. We do have signals. You don't mean following the signals. Oh, man. Anyway, well, you pray for us. Um, I'm wilding out, so if you don't judge me. <laughs> we'll have stories for y'all when I get back, in. um when I get back, um, I'll be back to my regularly born self. For sure. Me too. Yeah. Um, so let's get into our first <laughs> segment. <laughs> um dating and relationships so the question have you ever been in a situation where a guy made you uncomfortable because it went against your standards that you set for yourself if so how did you handle it oh for sure what um so okay so if you really really know me one okay so i had a situation where this guy um I've had this happen to me two or three times, and each time it's been the same, but there was this one particular situation where this guy, um, we were kind of talking, and he was like, hey, you know, I want to take you out on a date, you know, I want to take you on a date, um, I want to get to know you, let's hang out, and let's chill, and I'm not that person, like, if you want to go out, and you want to hang out, you want to get get like, we just getting to know each other, like, we can go dutch, that's fine, or we can go somewhere, like, really inexpensive, like, I fucks for chilies, listen, and chatters, and all of that. And so, like he, like the day—I don't know if it was the—I can't remember if I told you it was the day of or the day before. He had reached out to me. He was like, "Hey, you know, instead of like you know meeting up and um, doing this, um, do you just want to come over to my spot, or I can come over there?" Listen, okay, it's a hell no for me, dog. Um, I'm the type of person, like, especially since I stay by myself, and especially since I stay by myself, I'm very careful. Of, like, not letting people know where I stay. I got family members that don't know where I stay. Like, on everything, I have family members that know I, And only really a handful of my friends know where I stay. Like, that's my personal space. And I get really, really paranoid. And even if I'm talking to somebody and they ask me where I stay, I tell them a general area. Like, I never give them landmarks. I never tell them specifics. Like, I can be like, I stay in such session. Such, don't stay there. And, I, and for me, I think it's really weird... To me, when guys want to know specifically where I stay, that's creepy to me. And so when he was like, you know, just come over, whatever. And I was like, I was honest. I said, hey, you know, I just really don't feel comfortable, you know, coming to your spot or you coming to my spot. Like, that's just not how I am. But if you still want to meet up, we can meet somewhere and get some ice cream. We can meet at the park and all that other stuff. Like, I sat there and explained to him why I wasn't comfortable with coming to his place or him coming to my place. So, he said, okay, cool. So, then we set up another time of date to go somewhere. So, then uh, he did basically the same thing and disregarded, like, everything that I said. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was pissed. And the old Shelby, pre-Jesus Shelby, (laughs) would have cussed his ass out. But I was, like, but I sat there and I was, like, and, and like, I was, like, really, really, like, kind of, like, I was kind of sad about it. Because I guess... Like, sometimes when people do stuff like that, or men do stuff like that, like, even if it's not your fault and there's nothing that you did, like, sometimes you can put that on yourself and be like, what did I admit for him to think that was okay, even after I told him that I wasn't comfortable with that. So, I remember calling Erica, and I was just really sad about it, and, like, I just remember you saying, like, that's not your fault. Like, you sat there, and you told him how you felt and what it had to be for y'all to meet, and he didn't respect that. She was, like, either... You going to let that shit ride or you going to let it go and move the fuck on. And so I think for me, and I've had like guys try that like two or three times. Like men try that all the time. And I don't know what chicks they're doing that shit with, but it irritates me because they think that all females do that. And I am very, like especially like with all that's going on with like, you know, rapes and beatings and killings and all that stuff of women, like I'm really particular about who knows where I stay and where I stay. And I just think that, and for me, like, that was just, like, disrespectful to my boundaries. After I sat there and had a whole conversation and specifically told you why and how I felt, like, you just, regarded like, oh, she playing. Yeah. Like, oh, like, she, no, you're not coming over here. And I think for me, like, I just had to, like, you know how I say all the time, like, take these at face value? Like, I had to take him at face value, so I blocked him. And I removed him from my friends, and he could never contact me again. And I've had, like, two or three guys try that, and they all got blocked. It's Because they've tried it and it's worked, that's why they do it. I mean, it has nothing to do with you, but they've tried it and they're gonna try it because it's worked before, yeah. And it's dumb, it's stupid. But as women, we do need to stick to our standards. If that's not what you want to do, then don't do it. And I, I strongly suggest not going over nobody's house, no, and definitely not coming over yours, but especially not going over his when you're out of your element and there's no you don't know where the exit door is. <laughs> like, no, for real, don't do it. Like, so you just gotta be to your standards and if they can't get with it then that wasn't the person for you next that is literally that simple um for me I don't I can't really think of anything like uncomfortable I think what I could say is when I was in college um so I graduated from UT San Antonio and when I graduated they did not have a football team but when The next, the following year they did, so I went back for homecoming, right, Mm -hmm. and decided to stay with my homeboy, who we were cool when I was, he was still there, and I was, when I was going there, and it was me and my friend went down there, and we stayed with him in this house and everybody else, right? So, I never knew that he felt some type of way about me. <laughs> and that's one thing about me. Like, I don't know you like me unless you say straight up, hey, Same. I like you. Like, you're going to have to say it because I don't know. You flirt and I can flirt and not like you. <laughs> I mean, that's just Okay, something. you like that like that. I can. I can flirt with anybody and not like them. But anyway, so, he, it was just very weird. Like, he was doing all these past, like, trying to. Basically, shoot his shot, but I just wasn't catching it. <laughs> like, and it just made me feel uncomfortable because I was like, "I don't, I don't. We not like that. We cool. I don't like you like that." Like, he would do stuff like, he be like, "Yeah, I'm about to go take a shower." Then he come out the room with like his with a towel on, just gl- now he was fine. I ain't gonna say he wasn't. He was fine. He was fine. He was fine. He was fine. But I'm not gonna say Negative. why I wasn't interested because I'm just not going to. Um, you can tell me after the podcast. But he came out there glistening. I said, I, first of all." I'm not fast. I'm more... I was more, like, approved back then, okay? So, I was probably like, oh, Jesus! Holding <laughs> <laughs> up the cross in Hollywood or some, something. Like, I tell you, in college, I didn't have a college that, experience. F- Press Paul, that takes a lot of balls. It does. For a nigga to come out... That's, for a nigga... Sorry. For a dude that's <laughs> not your dude to come out glistening. Like, he had, like confidence on a thousand. Like, yeah. oh, she about to take this. She about to like yes. this. But I can't. why can't I picture you being like, oh, God. Yes. <laughs> I literally, I was, y'all, I was late bloomer. I was just such a prude. Like, I'ma just say it. Um, And so I just felt uncomfortable because I was like, I still didn't get it. I was like, what is he doing? Like, this is not, I'm not about to, I didn't come down here. I didn't drive all the way from Dallas. I came for the game. Like, I didn't come for this game. Like, I don't know. You didn't come for the D. So that's, <laughs> Clearly not, because he didn't get nothing out of me. Okay, he's probably like, "Well, damn." Um, yeah. I gave her my best. Yeah, one. I gave her my best uh, shower towel. Like, <laughs> he probably bought the good. He probably bought those new ass towels. I would never forget did it. Did he make sure like all your favorite snacks and stuff was there and your favorite drinks? Because Erica, if he did and you didn't catch, I can't that, remember. He probably made sure the refrigerator was stacked. He probably made sure you had. I can't remember if you didn't catch that. But it was so crazy because I, I think. I can't remember the timeline exactly, but I do remember, like, kind of liking him. At one point, I can't remember if that was after or before, but he was, like, one of them dudes that, like, he didn't want to, like, date, you oh. know? And I was, like, no, you have to date me. You know, <laughs> Why did you Jesus lose your... my life. Why like... did you lose your neck you <laughs> that? Yeah, she sucked her whole neck in. <laughs> I just want y'all to really picture what I'm going through here. So that would be the first. Like when you say uncomfortable, like I mean, there's been guys that said stuff to me that made me uncomfortable. Like yeah. when we went, when we at the club at Compound. You already know what I'm about to say. What you... <laughs> this was recently, you guys. Literally last weekend. I don't know what a, we were trying to figure out how to get in the club And the bouncer. It was a, it was a dude and a woman. Because they have women that pat all the women down. I'm like, hey, I'm not against that. Pat everybody down because people are crazy. Anyway, the dude, I'm just walking by him and he was like, yeah, you have pretty feet. On uh, Surprisingly. Surprisingly? What? He probably has a foot fetish. So, I told him, I said, well, what your feet look like in them Timberlands? Because your feet, you got Timberlands on in, in June in Atlanta. Your feet probably hurt. Like, what are you doing? They probably so, hurt. So, then the girl... Shines a flashlight on my feet talking about, yeah, that's a nice color. I like them. But Erica's ass, I'm trying to walk away, but her ass going to sit over there and talk to them and had a whole conversation. <laughs> so now I got to stand over there and talk. I'm like, Erica, let's just walk and, away. And she over there, what you trying to say yes. about my face? I was like, Erica, we are not in our element. We are not in Texas. We are not in Dallas. Because then he said, something about, he said my, something about my lace front. This is not a lace front. <laughs> He's like, those your real baby hairs? Yes. I was like, first of all, I'm whatever. But that made me uncomfortable. And he said some more stuff. I, like, lo- I noticed he was looking me up and down. When we were like trying to figure out where we were going. But mm-hmm. when he told you that you were in the right line, he looked through you. Yes. That's why I was trying to get that, your ass to come on. And <laughs> that would make me uncomfortable. And then, I don't know if you heard what he said when you walked away. But it was I was uncomfortable. No, I didn't. You don't want to. What know. was it? You won't tell me after this podcast. <laughs> I was so uncomfortable. What did he say friends? You gotta tell me now. <laughs> After this podcast because I don't know this when is this not show. podcast when... Okay, we're not gonna share it today. Um but that makes me uncomfortable. Like don't say stuff like that. Like yeah. And that's not attractive, like No. That just doesn't show like the type of stuff that works though, like those are, like those are like I, I don't I try not to talk down on other women. Those are just not the type of women we are. That's no. all I got. I do remember him saying like something yeah, something about he want to massage my feet. I said, I don't like people touching my feet. And yeah, he, he was like, that. you ain't had the right person touching your feet. And so what, I just what walked what kind, of, what kind of massages you giving that ain't nobody massaged your feet like that? Sir, it's like a pedicure. I know, but I don't I don't like people touching my feet. I'm ticklish on my feet. It's not comfortable. I'm not one of the females that like all that. No. Mm-mm. I'm childish. Like, I be laughing in the, like, in the pedicure chair. I cry laughing. And they be like, what's wrong, honey? That tickles. Mm-mm. Get to it. Eat to it's I just not need, comfortable it <laughs> needs to be done but yeah so that those two incidences would be just something I could just think of but mm-mm. but I would say that's the most thing but I think I really get uncomfortable like if I tell you something you don't respect my boundaries and yeah. you try to push yourself on somebody cause I feel like so me, my friend Bobby and Brill, you know like when you're like hanging out with a dude or whatever there are two no's yes. there's like no Yes. hell no yeah. And that's no. <laughs> don't stop giddy giddy. It. It's like no you better stop. <laughs> like obviously that no means yes. Have don't it. stop giddy giddy. <laughs> and no means nigga back the fuck up off me. <laughs> and I think for me I get uncomfortable when you don't respect my no back the fuck up off me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, and I think for any man that can't accept like no or your boundaries that is scary Mm -hmm. and and it's not like that person doesn't have the will to respect your boundaries and like me like I never put anybody in a situation where like you know like it's uncomfortable like I'm the type of person like I make my intentions clear like what I'm gonna do what I'm not gonna do what it is what it ain't and I feel like if you can't respect that and especially like if. We're in, like, an area by ourselves or, you know, if we're out in public and you start, like, just being pushy. Like, stuff like that makes me really, really uncomfortable. Because if you don't respect me enough to respect my boundaries, then you're not going to respect anything in our relationship. Yeah, that's true. So, So, y'all be, y'all stick to y'all standards and just be smart about it. You just can't be all out here being seduced by fine boys and (laughs) house <laughs> listen i'm about to find out after this podcast why erica didn't want this man that was fine he didn't get nothing it's fine i can push you being oh my god <laughs> jesus not a prude erica i was y'all and I was not afraid to admit it listen you know god knows my heart anyway <laughs> i <laughs> passed that test <laughs> okay let's move on to the journey so we're gonna talk about something that we have learned or endured by building our brand all things melanin so the question is how do you structure your time or day um and still have the energy to work on your five to nine after you get off of your day job from nine to five how you do it Shelby let the people know I think for me I have to plan out my days yes and I have like I tell Erica all the time like in if it's not in my If it's not in my calendar and my phone, it don't exist. Yeah. So, what I do is I schedule time after my job to work on my craft. Um, for instance, like, if I know I got to mix a podcast, like, I'll set aside certain days to mix all of our podcasts and to preload them. If I know I got to write blog posts, I'll set aside time to do that. If I know that I want to, you know, read and educate on myself, like, maybe I'll read. Like, today, I read in like, I went to my car on my lunch break, and I was reading about stuff, and I was looking up stuff, um... Also, another thing that I do to perfect my craft is that For me, I've been, especially since we got a podcast, I'm also I'm always listening to different podcasts to pick up different tips. So, like, sometimes I listen to inspirational or, but I've really been listening to, like, a lot of marketing, business, you know, women podcasts. And I think another way to continue to work on your craft is to listen to podcasts while you're at work and continually to educate yourself. But I think you have to schedule that time and be intentional and stick to it, and you have to knock out the distractions Because at the end of the day, like, you go hard for, quote, the man, to get paid, and the man is not faithful to us. You know what I mean? Like your yeah. job is not faithful to you. So I think like this: if I can put all my energy in my nine to five, I can save some energy to work on my five to nine yeah. for myself. Mm-hmm. You have to definitely. I'm a, I'm all for scheduling. Okay, so. my calendar. My I'm, I always have to do lists all the time, and yeah. I literally plan out my day from when I get up in the morning. So what I do before I get ready for work, getting ready for work, sometimes on lunch break, if I, I don't even eat lunch, I just go, like you said, to my car. And then when I get home, I'm like, okay, from this time to this time, this is where I'm going to eat dinner from this time to this time. This is what I'm going to yeah. work on this. And I struggled with trying to do everything in one setting. Like if you really want to save energy, don't do everything in one setting. Yeah, Like, plan out your days, like, okay, maybe you'll take a break on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday you'll pick it back up. Things like that will help you not burn out. Because if, I know, for me, my 9 to 5, it it, it will burn me out into where, by the time I get home, my 5 to 9 be having, like, 30 seconds of attention. And that's not fair. Especially if, if we plan on going even harder this year so i think just to scheduling your time making your to-do list and then just scheduling out breaks too between what you're doing is going to help you because so you won't burn out because it's going to be so easy for you to be tired like i'm tired right now but i'm here we doing it so yes. um i think that is beneficial it's just making sure you consciously consciously structure your day with time restraints. be yeah. like i'm only gonna work on this for an hour And then pick it up the next day or pick it up the day after. But just make sure you're continually progressing on what you're doing. I agree. Yes. So let's move on to our mentor moment. Uh, This is where we give our major keys. Oh, child, this is a deep one. (laughs) Um, I'm kind of scared to read this. Okay. So (laughs) as you grow through life, how do you handle being pressured by the infamous biological clock, that people tend to put you on. Lord. You want to know something? So, I would say when I. This is going to sound kind of dumb. Maybe. But I would say when I first got out of college. And I was like, what? 22? 22, 23? Whatever how old I was. um, I would say I felt like I felt pressured. Because I had like friends and stuff at the time. Getting married. And being in relationships and stuff. But now, at 26, I don't feel pressured at all like I just think like what's for me is gonna be for me and what's for you is gonna be for you I think that some people and I think for me I think it goes back to like so I'm from a small town and a lot of times a lot of people just get married and reproduce like that's it that's all people do and I think for me I'm not really worried about it because a my mom didn't get married till she was 29 my mom didn't have me till she was 32 and I never want to, like, focus on what someone else is doing and rush into a relationship and rush into a marriage and it fail and, you know, rush and have kids. And I don't, this may sound the wrong way, and be stuck and I'm not ready. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, kids are for life. I'm 26 and I still talk to my mom every day. I still rely on my mom every day. Like, I still am, I'm still dependent on her to a certain extent. Like, just because you grow up and you go to college and you get a job, like, my mom was like, I never stopped being a mom. My mom was like, I never stopped worrying. You know what I mean? And I think for me, I deal with it by, I know this is repetitive and I know we keep saying it, but I deal with it by living my life. Like, if you're getting married, kudos to you. If you mm-hmm. have kids, kudos to you. If you got a family now, kudos to you. But I know that since I desire to get married and I desire to have kids, I do believe and know that that's going to happen for me. But I don't focus on if it hasn't happened yet. Because obviously, if I haven't met my purpose mate, God is not ready for me to get married and to settle down and to have kids. Like, there's something that I'm supposed to be learning in my single season that's going to make me better for my purpose mate. And that's going to make me a better mom whenever I do become a mom. I think sometimes we focus on this fairy tale thing about getting married by a certain age, having kids by a certain age. And me and Erica had this whole conversation last week for two hours. Um, I think sometimes we focus on what other people are doing. And it's easy to because, like, I, I was telling Erica, I was like, you know, sometimes... I do feel some type of way because I'm not in a relationship or I haven't, you know, found my purpose mate, you know? It's like, okay, because sometimes you can get, like, I can be like, okay, like, I'm 26. I don't have any prospects. Like, but then I start to think, like, Shelby, like, you really out here living your life being blessed. You're not stressed. You're not worried. You're not changing diapers. Like, when you have a kid, that's it. Yeah. When you get married, like, that's a whole nother person to take into account and to consider. Like, you really gotta like run shit by your husband to make sure that that's okay to make sure that y'all are good to make sure that that fits into what y'all are doing in your foundation like for me I'm not rushed by my biological clock because I understand I'm at the point in my life where I understand that my single season is the most important season in my life because if I don't fulfill what I'm supposed to fulfill for myself in my single season I can't be successful in my married season that is a word um for me I will admit I felt the pressure when I turned 30 and I didn't think that I did until I turned 30 (laughs) Yeah, Um, because I was in a relationship from the age 24 to the age 30. So that's damn near my whole 20s. Yeah. So, when you have to give up a relationship that you thought you were going to be married and this is the person you're going to have your kids with, and then, bam, it's not. And yeah. then you're here 30, and then here I am 31, no prospect. You kind of start to feel the pressure yeah. because you don't know. You, you, you're like, okay, now I got to start all over. Like, that fear is pressure. Yeah. And I'm okay with admitting that. However, I do appreciate my... Parents for not pressuring me. They're not the parents that are like, "Oh, I need to have some grandkids by now." Or where your husband at? Why you ain't married? Like, what? No, because first of all, they know what I've been through. They would never say that to me. But I do appreciate that. I feel like a lot of women come from families that will say that to them. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to have kids by now. You're supposed to be married by now. Yeah. I know people personally that they, in a way, they were kind of groomed to marry after college. And this is what you do. You go to college, you get married, you have kids. That's what you do. Yeah. Um, but that didn't work out for me, which I'm cool because I can barely get myself together for work in the morning by myself. So what yeah. am I going to do with little Erica? <laughs> like, So I... I didn't want to admit that I felt pressure by 30, but I don't feel the pressure to where I'm just going to settle for anything just yeah. for the look of it. A lot of people settle for relationships for the look of it or settle for certain situations because, oh, well, I don't want to be alone. That's never me. Like, right. I love myself and I love my own company, honestly. Yeah. But the pressure for me, like I said, comes from the fear of having to start over. Yeah. Because I don't know when that's going to happen. I It could be... 35 years old and i still don't have any prospects i was still it, it's just a natural thing like my 20s i wasn't worried about nothing i was in a relationship so i wasn't worried about it but then when you get hit in your 30s and you're like okay this is when i thought i would be at least engaged or something yeah it's it's crazy how life turns out because I, like i said earlier i'm such a planner so i had all this plan in my head and then none of it yeah not a damn thing Ugh. Has it turned out to be? So, I mean, I think that the pressure is natural. Yeah. Um, But you can't let that determine your life. Like, there's not you're not missing something yeah. because you hit a certain age. Because, please believe, if God wants you to have a child, you're going to have one. If he wants you to be married, you're going to be married. Yeah. It doesn't matter what age you are, honestly, it doesn't. So, that's what I believe. So, I'm just going to continue to have that faith like God has me. Yeah. Whenever I'm supposed to be married, I'm going to be married. Whenever I'm supposed to have kids, I'm going to have kids. Whenever I'm supposed to be your bridesmaid, I'm going to be your bridesmaid. I mean, (laughs) and and I'm like you. I'm like, I'm not here living my life. Like, I am really doing a lot for myself. And that's, you know what? If we, I know we say this over and over and over, but if, and I know we have men listeners too. Shout out to y'all. We love y'all. Yay. But I really, if I can instill anything in women. It would be to live your life. Live your and best life. Live your best life. Your best Because I feel like when you live in your best life, you're going to attract the person that, you, yes. that you're supposed to meet. Like, it, what if you saying you can't travel to, like, Miami or New York or Costa Rica or, or Paris or whatever? What if your man in one of them places and you playing? Huh. Yes. I'm not gonna miss my blessing. <laughs> what time the <to> flight? Uh. <laughs> but no, i I think sometimes we forget that. Living our life, when we live our life and we do the things that God has called us to do, or we go the places that God has called us to go, even that's on vacation, like, the more, to me, the more you live your life, the closer you get to your blessing. Yes. And, like, women, we gotta stop, like, centering everything we do around a man, especially if you ain't got one. Oh, my God. What man are you centering around if you ain't got one? <laughs> Don't waste your single season. Like, Listen. this is a time where you ain't got to worry about nobody. You ain't got to account for anybody. Like, you can be selfish, and that's fine. But yeah, let me tell you, Shelby Brenner is living her best life. Yep. I'm telling y'all. Erica is. I ain't telling y'all my middle name. But Erica is I mean, living her best life. I have it on Instagram, so I may as well. And Twitter, so people can so, figure it out. I just want to encourage y'all to just don't worry about the pressure, the biological clock, like, all of that. If you really truly believe that your life is going to turn out how it's going to turn out that it will. Like, and that's just it. Yep. So, when we want to our words of encouragement. Yes, but before we do that, we want to encourage you to please subscribe to our blog at www.allthingsmelanin.org. <laughs> so you never miss an update, you never miss a blog post, you can always know what's in the know and different things like that. As always, we want to tell y'all thank you so much for listening, for rocking with us. If you enjoyed this episode, give us a thumbs up. Yes. And tag us while you're listening because we want to know what you think. And if you have podcast topic suggestions or you would like to submit a Mentor Moment question, slide in our DMs. Yes. Email us. Yes. Hit us up on our website. Yes. And we will, you know, say it or we will make that a topic. And if you would like to remain anonymous, we'll let you remain anonymous. All right. Okay, so we're about to go ahead and take you to church with our <laughs> words of encouragement. So um, our words of encouragement come from Hebrews 13, 1 through 3. Let brotherly love continue. Don't neglect to show hospitality. For by doing so, by doing this, some have welcomed angels as guests without knowing it. So when I think of this Bible verse, I think sometimes, like, people get caught up in the parts of the bible that they can relate to or that they can make people other people feel bad about does that make sense Mm -hmm. so when i listen to when i read this bible verse Quite simply, I just take it to mean like our job as people and as human beings, and more importantly, as Christians, is just to love people, to support them, and to encourage them. And even if you don't agree with them, to pray for them. Yep. Like, our job as Christians is to support one another and to be there for one another and to kind of be that Christian support. Because sometimes we go out in the world and we don't get that support from other Christians or we don't get that support from other people. But sometimes, like, the most simplest have you ever just had something like the most simplest gesture that someone Someone did made your day, mm-hmm. and so when I read this verse, I really take it to mean that when you, as a person or as a Christian or whatever, as a human being, when you take the time to just spread brotherly or sisterly love, like you don't know the person that you're impacting, you don't know what that person is doing for you. Mm-hmm. That person might be able to help you on down along with the line with a job or with an opportunity. And like it says in this Bible verse, like, that person may be the angel that's going to bless you, but maybe that was a test to see if you're going to pass the test. Yeah. And if you be an asshole, it's not going to happen. And it's like, how, just think, first of all, I think that Christians get a bad rep a lot of the times because people say they tote around their Christian Bible, but they don't show love. Yeah. And that's the, the purest form of, to be able to show somebody is love. So, yeah. Um, how I take this verse is: let's just say that you're around people that don't know Jesus, yeah, and you do. You just think about if you are the only Jesus that they ever see. You know that's what I mean? True. That's true. So, and sometimes you are the only Jesus yeah, that people will so, ever see or encounter. Exactly, and that, and I think that's the responsibility of Christians as well. That's why this shirt on says "Walk like Jesus." Shout, Shout out, out to, to Adrian. Adrian. <laughs> but it's it's really cool to just. Think about it like that. I'm not saying you got to go up and touch your Bible, hit somebody over the head with the King James Version and preach to them. That's what I'm Perfect saying. Gender. Just show genuine love and care. Like, even when I go to the store and somebody's like, hi, welcome to Walmart, how are you? And I'll say, hi, how are you? Like, I've hi. had people be like, oh my gosh, you're the first person that even asked me how I was doing. Same. Like, it's simple stuff like that, but people get so caught up in their own lives and in a rut and don't even decide to even smile at the person they walk next to yeah so it's just simple things like that show the love because like i said it could be like you said like the bible said bible verse says you could be welcome to angels and without even knowing it yeah so thank you all for listening we are going to leave we are going to pray you out here we go so Close your eyes. Say you it. could drive, drive, Just sway with it. Um, Heavenly Father, we come to you as almost as we know how. Thanking you for each and every blessing that you bestowed upon us. We pray that we pray for each and every one of our listeners um, in all areas of their life. We pray that in their dating life, we pray that if they are dating, um, that they are... Uh, somebody or pursuing somebody that is not going against their standards that respects them that loves them that encourages them and that is um a man after your own heart lord jesus we pray that if they are struggling in their work area they're struggling on their entrepreneurial journey we pray that you will give them discernment we pray that you will give them peace we pray that you will give them the will and the wisdom lord jesus to overcome any and everything that is in their path we pray lord jesus that they will understand that it was that whatever is for them is for them and that what is not is what not we pray that they will know that you have their best interests at heart that you love them that you care for them and that you support them in jesus name we pray
1: amen, amen.